Welcome to Things You Should Have Heard with your hosts, Jeff, Amanda, and Logan. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Things You Should Have Heard. We are actually in episode six. Hey. Thank you for joining us. Today, I am joined with Miss Sky. Hello. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> Thank you for joining, since no one else has showed up yet. <laughs> Thank you, Easter and Spring Breaks. So, we're just, it's just me and you. We might as well get started. What you got for us? I have a story. It's a wedding story. So, a couple from North Carolina, Jamie and Charlie, were going through all the speeches during their wedding reception. The bride decided she would like to say a little something to the guest and her new groom. Jamie says, please accept this gift. It is the most precious thing I will give you, and I hope it makes you as happy as you've made me. You see Charlie a little looks a little confused at first. He opens the box and he immediately starts to tear up. No one at the wedding knew that in the box was a photo of a sonogram. As he pulls out the photo, she announces to everyone, everyone's surprise that she was pregnant with a little girl who is due in July. Her name will be Julian after the bride's sister who had passed away from cancer. That's crazy. It's a really sweet story. Uh, that's one of those uh, interesting wedding stories. That's an awesome way to tell your husband, though. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we just I, got married, and we're having kids. <laughs> uh, with, with my first, funny enough, Mandy walked upstairs. We were at my mom and dad's and at the time we lived there, and Mandy walked upstairs, and she just gave me this look of, oh, my gosh, I can't say it. Oddly enough, and I told her this, I, I knew. I, I knew exactly what it was. Now, I didn't know she took a pregnancy test downstairs, but I just saw her, and I have no clue why. I walked straight downstairs. She goes, you didn't know. I said, Mandy, did I walk straight downstairs to the bathroom? She goes, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't tell you to go to the bathroom. I said, I know, because that's where your pregnancy test was. I, I don't know why, but I just knew. That's cool, though, that you knew that you... For the wedding story, did I ever tell you about my wedding? Nope, you never told me. We had a buddy of mine was supposed to perform the ceremony. Now, he's performed someone else's ceremony. I, I worked with him. It was a buddy through work. Okay. We met the week before we, at Subway. I, could, I, could, I even remember the table we were sitting at. Went over step by step pretty much of exactly how the ceremony was going to go. And then, that, so that was, uh, we'll say Saturday before. So that Friday is the rehearsal dinner, and we had an extremely fancy rehearsal dinner. It was at Buffalo Wings and Rings. We knew the owners. We were really good friends with the owners, and so when we mentioned that we were going to have a rehearsal dinner, they said, you, you're having it here. They told us we were having a rehearsal dinner here, and they actually went above it. It was, it was actually really good. I, I was sad to see that place close. <laughs> so that we're at the rehearsal dinner, and somebody goes, hey, where's uh, Bubba? I'm not going to say his real name, but I said, you know, what? that's a good point. Maybe he forgot, you know, you know, we gave him an invitation. You didn't, you don't think about rehearsal dinner sometimes. I give him a call. No answer. I was like, oh, I'll call later. I get home. We'll say eight, nine, 10 o'clock, somewhere around there. I give him a call. No answer. I was like, oh, that's weird. I said, you know, maybe, maybe working or something. So in this process, I am doing the programs because we couldn't find the right paper. You know, nothing like waiting to the last minute, you know, the night before your wedding to do the programs. So as I'm doing the programs, the printer broke. Oh, no. Not just stopped printing, not like ran out of ink, just broke. 
printers are stupid anyway. They, 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 never yeah. work. they never work when you need them to. So mom and dad had a printer upstairs that didn't wouldn't the paper wouldn't feed because it was raised paper. It wouldn't print. It wasn't a good enough printer. Now my printer was printing them, but it ended up breaking. So we took them to my dad's work. I wasn't paying attention. We're in a hurry. We're in the morning of my wedding. The morning of? Eesh. The morning of my wedding. We were getting married at five o'clock. So it was about nine o'clock at this point. It cut the first letter of every word off. Oh, no. I printed 100 programs, all missing the first letter. Everybody thought this was weird, but I wasn't like, I mean, I was pissed, but I wasn't over the top, you know, bridezilla type thing. I was like, well, off to Staples or Target. I think we ended up at Target, got more paper and then went to Kinko's. And they're like, we don't know if it's going to print. And I, I said, I just want to inform you, sir. My wedding is in about six hours and it's my wedding. And these are for me. And the guy's like, we'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was nice about it. I wasn't, you know, I was just, Hey, come on, throw me a bone here. <laughs> I said, this is the third time I've tried to print these. I've already lost my printer. So, but in this process, about every hour up to about noon, I would give them a call and no answer. And then I was getting married at a casino in Indiana. So we all go to the casino. I tell my wife, like, hey, I, I haven't heard from him. So we're both kind of like, well, at this point, you know, we're three, four hours out. You know, what are we going to do? What, what can we do? We're kind of all of my family's from Kentucky. And then the people that actually are legit to marry people. From my understanding, at the time, they were only allowed to do it in Kentucky. So in Indiana, they wouldn't have been legal. Thankfully, the casino was having a concert that night. It was full staff. Usually with concerts, people stay at the casino for the night. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. It, it, either or, it was packed. So the front desk had I think, something like six, seven people working. And my mother-in-law actually worked at the casino. And a buddy of mine that was in the wedding worked at the casino. So my brother and my buddy went up to the front desk and said, hey, listen, our, our preacher is a no-show. We, we, we need someone. They just picked up their phone, grabbed the phone book, and just started calling people. They call this non-denominational preacher, and he was actually cutting his grass. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I don't know what a non-denominational preacher means. It, it's, it, but non-denominational is basically there's no kind of religion tied to it. Okay. It's not Catholic. It's not Baptist. It's just— they just preach. Now, I'm, I'm sure there's way more to it, but from my general understanding is, uh, I don't know if they use the Bible or not. It's not Jewish. It's not Baptist. It's non-denominational. Okay, I just I did not know. I was like, uh. My brother comes. My brother, he, he was cutting his grass and just happened to go by the window as the phone rang, answered it, said, well, you know what? I, I'm a preacher. This is what I signed up to do. I had to help. So my brother comes back and tells me, he's like, hey, we found someone. He's non-denominational. I said, I, I really don't care if he worships Satan. Is he legal? And they're like, yeah. I was like, that, great. At this point, I really didn't care. Yeah. So they go tell my wife that uh, we, we got somebody. Thankfully, we got somebody. It, it was great. He, he came up. And he goes, hey, how, how you doing? I, I thanked him. I said, you, you, you saved the day. Funny enough, me and my wife really didn't freak out at all. We were just kind of like, what do you do? It's the day of your wedding. You freak out. What's the point? There's nothing. We've already paid for everything. We were going through it. We were just going to have someone wing it for us. Because in the parking, we got, our honeymoon was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And in the parking lot of our hotel room, there was a chapel. We were just going to go. We were going to take two relatives 
and say, guess what? You're going to Gatlinburg for, with us for a day. And then we would have got married down there. Hmm. He comes up and he's like, hey, do you want to do the, does anybody object? I said, nope, I'm paying for it. I don't care what they say. <laughs> <laughs> it, nicest guy. He did a great job. Uh, he stuck around for the meal. And uh, he, he, he said, this is the craziest wedding I've done to, to not have a preacher. And, but he said, it was, we, we thanked him. I think everyone thanked him that was in the wedding. Family thanked him once they all heard the story. It was awesome that he had the time to just, you know, it still went down there. Yeah. Well, he lived right down the street from the, the casino. Uh, that was my next question. How far was he from? Uh, he was like not even 10 minutes. He just took a shower and, and drove down. So we couldn't. It was just one of those back to, you know, announcing that she's pregnant. We, we'll always have this wedding story. That's a quick story. And the funny enough, I've never talked to the guy that was supposed to do our wedding. Our anniversary is in a week and it'll be 13 years. So probably today, 13 years ago was the last time I talked to him. And that's my next question. What did you find out why he never answered the phone? Well, he was in California oh. for a ch- for a church thing. And we all know he knew because we talked to him that week before and come to find out that the wedding. So I I call, I worked at the airport and I called the airport on our way down to honeymoon. And I said, Hey, talk to one of my buddies that worked in the same department that this guy did. And I said, and I explained the whole story to him. He goes, "Uh, you, you have the coolest wedding story ever. (laughs) It's a pretty cool wedding story. That's like, where is he? Does anybody know? Well, the person he said that he was bringing to the wedding, because we, we, we asked him who his plus one was, and he gave us a name. Well, someone called her, and she knew nothing about the wedding. Oh. She said, I, I didn't congrats on getting married. I knew nothing about this. So from the sounds of it, he had no plans on ever coming. And then... So you're just going to take the money and run then? Well, there was no money involved. Oh, okay. He, he was a buddy of mine. We never talked money, funny enough. He was... He assisted in the wedding of the guy I worked with. I didn't know that. He just assisted. There was a priest involved too, and the priest is the one that signed the wedding certificate. So the he was never legal. He's he's not ordained to perform ceremonies. So even if he did do it, he we wouldn't be legally married. You would have had to do it all over again anyway. At least the marriage license. Yep. Well, it worked out for the better then. Yep. So it worked out. We got an awesome wedding story out of it, and and we're legally married. That is my crazy wedding story. Now, everyone from that point that I've told that's getting married, I explained to them, I said, make, make sure they're legal. And they laugh and I laugh, but then I go, I'm, I'm being dead serious. You know what? We're going to check. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to check. <laughs> and funny enough, now I'm ordained. So if it ever happens, I'm allowed to step in. I have performed one wedding, actually. My sister-in-law, when she got married. That's really cool. Yeah. Hey, no, I knew somebody that was ordained. Yep. You learn something new every day. Yep, crazy. I'll, I'll show you a picture. It was, uh, it was cold. It was an outside wedding, and it was cold. And the colder it got, the shorter the ceremony became. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not staying out here much longer. They had a big old book, and I'm like, I'm just going to let you know I'm cutting a little bit of this out. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the paraphrase version. <laughs> yes, yes. We're we're gonna we're gonna do the micro machine. Do you remember ever seen a micro machine commercial? Nope. Where there's a guy, he's a, like a 
when they're selling bulls or cattle, you know, like 25, 25, 35, 35 he talks real fast. Well, yeah. the micro machine guy did that. And that's a little bit at times. That's kind of how I felt. <laughs> I was speeding the process up. Well, I'm sure all ceremonies involved were still very beautiful ceremonies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what I was told. I honestly don't remember most of it because I was just so nervous to make a mistake. Now, I, I, I rehearsed it dozens of times. I knew what I was going to say and how I was going to say it. And and everyone that knows me knows full well is there. I am going to have to insert some kind of joke somewhere. And I I did, but I wasn't sure if I was going to say them. It was one of those I was going to feel it out and just see how it went. Just wing it. <laughs> well, kind of, yeah, because it, they both know me. They both they asked me to do it. And they, they know how I am, so it wasn't a big surprise if I did something silly. But it ended up being it, she – it was her uh, – my sister-in-law on – they wrote the, the whole thing. I told them. I said, hey, this is your wedding. This is your special day. Now, my sister-in-law has been married before, but her wife hasn't. This is her wife's first wedding. So I said, you write the whole ceremony. I'll edit it as I see fit. You know, I've been to a trillion weddings. So they said, fine. That's great. That, we love that idea. So they wrote the thing out, the whole ceremony out, and then I got to a point, and it says, you know, they they have wrote their own vows, Aww. and they both look at me like, who's going first? And I, and I turned the paper to Maddie, and I said, hey, it says here, you're going first. <laughs> <laughs> and then they they're like, Becky goes, you you want to go? And then Maddie's like, do you want to go? And then I just busted out. I said, how about rock paper scissors to figure out who goes first? <laughs> I didn't plan it. It just happened. It would have been better if they actually did rock, paper, scissors, but they didn't. That would have been funny if they did, though. Yeah. <laughs> awesome memory. What did you do at your wedding? We played rock, paper, scissors. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would have been epic. And, and of course, it wasn't recorded. And then my sister has a recording, but I'm pretty sure she used the potato to record part of it. <laughs> potato recording. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was a blast. So now I'm legally allowed to marry people i have to in kentucky i didn't need to have an actual like i have a light a license but i didn't actually buy it because i figured if i'm only doing one wedding and in kentucky i called the the clerk and they're like you you just have to sign it i was like oh okay so i didn't pay for the kit that i need mm-hmm. but if i do an, if i do another one I'll, I'll get the kit just so people have a, a sense of like okay he is legit this is <laughs> le- that's cool because Logan, this is this is what sucks is Logan is actually the one he's ordained as well. He's never performed a ceremony. Even in a, another person that I know is ordained. Yep, he was the one that told me where to get the license. I, I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. It, it was a neat experience, and I don't have problems talking in front of people. I know that's going to be a big shock to you, but oh no, that's just such a big shock. I'm so surprised. Yeah, I have zero issues talking in front of me, and half of it was family. So it's not like I haven't talked to all these people before. And then there's a herd of people I don't know, which doesn't bother me. Because I started it with like, hello, for for those who haven't been blessed with meeting me yet. I am the brother-in-law of the bride. I got, I got a chuckle. And then and then we just, once that kind of, we got started, then I was just off to the races. Because I had my note cards there. And then I just, was just kind of how we do this. I have my cue cards. I know where I should be. And then moved on from there. Note cards are like the saving grace of like everything. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's no way I could have could have winged it that with that part, at least. I wanted to have at least, a, you know, I, I've, I've been in a, my wedding, my brother's wedding, both my sister's weddings. Um, 
oh, geez, I, I have hundreds of cousins. I wish I was exaggerating. I've been in, do- I've been at dozens of weddings. I've been in probably 10 myself, mostly Catholic, not all. Been a part of too many weddings to admit, but I still couldn't wing it. No way I could wing it, nor should I want to. To you know, it's, it's their special day. Nothing to yeah. do with me. I'm just there to sign the paper to make sure it's legal. That's not something to to really be winged. <laughs> I was a little nervous when I was waiting for the the license to come back, and the wife got a message saying, "Oh, we got our license." I was like, "Shoo!" It's <laughs> <laughs> like okay, because I did say from by the power invested me from the great state of Kentucky and UniversalLifeChurch.org. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's where I got ordained from, which is for, scary because it legitimately was fill out this little like name, first name, last name. Where do you live? And then there might have been like one or two other things. And you click submit, and then I got an email like five minutes later saying, congrats, you're ordained. And every so often, every the first month, and then at six months, I got an email saying, hello, Reverend Jeff. <laughs> 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 so I informed my family that's that's what I need to be called from now on. <laughs> no one has done it though unfortunately i wonder why <laughs> yeah I don't know. for some reason it's uh they don't they don't quite see me as a reverend i have a story then just to switch switch gears here this is going to be another shocker it's local i i have a lot of local stories funny enough in the old bank here you live in a very interesting town well, i live in a big area and there's a lot of stuff that goes on here so it's it's very easy to find local stories and I like showing off that I kind of like where I live. <laughs> so this is an 11-year-old boy named Matthew Harrison. He's from Warren County, Ohio, which is kind of just north of Cincinnati, maybe hour from here, 45 minutes to an hour from here. He was diagnosed with leukemia. Aww. A year after his diagnosis, his mom discovered he had journals, wrote down his entire experience. She says he picked up on every detail of how his parents were devastated when they found out his test results because they end up leaving the room and the doctor's like, do you want to tell him now? And, you know, they came back in, did the whole spiel. Now he's 11, but he remembers it all. And this kid wrote down, he was, he wrote down all his, basically his feelings of what was going on. He journaled it. When he had liver complications, he turned to writing. And when he had an allergic reaction to chemo, he turned to writing. His mom says it's basically his form of therapy. Writing helps a lot with things like that. Exactly. If you are a writer, it helps to put it down on paper to see it. For some people like him, it just helps to to get it out, just to let it out. It's his creative outlet. Family ended up contacting, it's called Smile Books Project. It's a nonprofit that will turn cancer patients' stories into books. Now, Smile Books Project asks, if you were a hero of your own story, what would it be about? That's kind of their motto, basically. Yeah. They, they say they do it so that the patients know their story is being told. Matthew wished to share his experience and share tips with other, I guess, kids dealing with cancer. The Smile Books Project was created by Sarah Curry Rathel. She is a communications and engagement specialist at the Ronald McDonald House here in Cincinnati. She says Matthew's story was actually a little bit different from other kids because with his, when his mom found the journals, he basically already wrote his own book. He, they named the book My Cancer Life, and it was a joint effort 
from his journals and from when Sarah interviewed him. The top part of the page would be from his journal and the bottle page would be from one of, some of his interviews. This was put out in like January and at the time there was over 200 copies sold and their goal was to sell a thousand books. Oh, that's awesome. The story is being... It's awesome for all the kids to to anyone really, but especially kids to be able to, it goes back to that visual, you know, to see their story out and, and possibly help other kids in the process. She said one of Sarah's final tasks was to kind of ask his opinion on a, a, you would know this, like what, when you open the book, that main quote when you, in the inside cover. Oh, the uh, dedication. Sure. So uh, I, that sounds about right. And he ended up saying to have hope over fear because hope is bigger than fear. The kid might be Yoda, is what <laughs> I think. Uh, you can check out Smile Books Project at smilebooksproject.org. I know Shocker is a Cincinnati-based company. Shocker, shocker. Shocker! Good old Ronald McDonald House. That is right. Now, do you know what the Ronald McDonald House is? Yeah, I was been, I've been in there. I've been there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We have, we have a huge one here in Cincinnati. It's right next to Children's. When when my oldest son broke his arm, we were in a room that looked – the window out of the room looked right into the Ronald McDonald House. Yeah, they're really helpful for the patients involved and the family. Prime – see? You Never. can relate to the story. Whenever I had to go there, that was – I mean, it was also really little, so I don't really remember. Really, I remember bits of it, but not like exactly. But from what my family has told me, Ronald McDonald helps a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, food doesn't. Family alike. The, the Ronald McDonald House does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have one of our goals is when we first started talking about we were going to do this podcast. I know you weren't a part of this, but uh, we talked about I would love to, if we got big enough, to kind of have a charity of choice. So each week, you know, myself or Logan or Amanda, we would have kind of we would pick our own charity. And that's the kind of charity we would say towards the end of the episode, like this week it's brought to you by, even though they have nothing to do with podcasts, we'd still like to kind of give a shout out to let people know. That's a cool idea. I like that. And mine was the Ronald McDonald house. So now what, one of the things they do locally and actually our kids schools do this every year we collect the, the can, you know, like Coke cans, the pool tab, the, the yeah. flip tab, whatever you want to call it, pop tab. Depends what part of the country you're from. <laughs> they co they collect them because it's basically solid aluminum. Mm -hmm. Or if you're in England, aluminium. Aluminium. So they collect them, and we we we're we're soft drink drinkers here, so we we collect them, and then they get donated to the Ronald McDonald House. Now it's not a ton of money, but it's 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 money. Every Anything, because, right? Because they don't charge. Your, when your family went to the Ronald McDonald House, they weren't charged a dime for anything. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. So everything helps. So actually my goal with this would be to get to the point where we had an audience that I could say, here is the – you know what? Let's just do that. That would be mine. I mean, now, now I'm not a regular, but that would be mine to pick <laughs> Ronald McDonald because it helped me personally. Okay. Tabs can be dropped off. At, our ha at any Ronald McDonald house between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. at 341 Erkenbecker Avenue, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45229. So if you want to put them in an envelope and send them to the Ronald McDonald house in Cincinnati, I'm sure they will happily accept them. 
that was my goal is that we could say, you, you know, either if we actually got big enough, we could have a PO box where people could send them to us or we like 341 Erkin, Erkin, Bre oh, I, you know, I don't even know how to say it. E-R-K-E-N-B-R-E-C-H-E-R. Erkin Brecker? Erkin Breacher? Mm. I have no idea. I don't know. I know how to get there, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what street it is. Well, it's 341 Erkenbecker Avenue, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45229. Send them the tabs. In case this is, we don't get anybody else this week, short week. Sorry, it's only two. We have a sh short episode because of the holidays. Do you have a story for us? If you have something you'd like to share with us, if you'd like to share your story with us, post it on Twitter over at T-Y-S-H-H podcast. That's things you should have heard podcast on Twitter. If it's a, appreciate you listening and everyone have an excellent week. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>